listening to RMD Studios. Welcome to The Table, a podcast for leaders to build community, have conversations, and share resources. Welcome to The Table Podcast. My name is Sean Rainey, and I'm your host. This podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department and the RMD Studios. The goal of this podcast is to provide resources, training, and networking to the local church. We believe the church is the hope of the world, and we're here to serve you and your volunteer leaders. Now, today, I have the privilege of talking with Pastor Josh Cook. Josh is the lead pastor at Victory Life Church in Fruta, Colorado, also known as VLC. Josh, it's so great to have you here today, man. Hey, thanks, Sean. It's great to be with you. I'm excited about talking with you and uh, just sharing some of the good things God's doing in us. Awesome, man. Now, today we are talking about how to build a dream team of staff and volunteers. Josh, every time I hear about VLC, man, you guys have either hired a new amazing leader or you're raising up an army of volunteers, man. What do you think is the secret sauce for finding the right people and getting them involved in the right ministries? Yeah. Thanks, Sean. We do have an amazing team and uh, my wife, Sarah Jane and I are very blessed to have the team of not only paid uh, pastors and directors, but uh, amazing group of volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I think back Sean to a book that I read probably 20 years ago, very early on in my ministry career, it was called courageous leadership Mm. by Bill Hybels. And he, he gives uh, what he calls the three C's of, uh, of staffing or hiring for uh, leaders. Um, And I think this translates both to paid staff and also volunteers. And those three C's very quickly are um, uh, competency, chemistry, and character. You need to have someone who is competent in what you're asking them to do. They need to be able to do the job and do it well. That's good. If, if they, if they're not good enough to be a youth pastor, don't hire them to be a youth pastor. (laughs) They've got to be able to do the job, but they've also got to have chemistry with you and your team. They, you you need to hire people that are going to get along with one another that are going to love one another and going to support one another. And um, that goes for volunteers as well. There needs to be a chemistry with your team, Um, but then they have to have character. They have to be people who live for Jesus Christ, who model godly living and, um, and have that character. And if they, you know, it doesn't mean that people are without sin, but it does mean that that when they, make decisions that aren't right. You have to be able to, to hold them to account and, uh, and help mold and shape their character to where they can be, uh, godly people and, and, and be effective in your team. That's good stuff, man. Now, let me ask you this. Is there one of those? I know, obviously you you've listed three. Is there one that you would say, you know what? Um, I'm willing to work on this one with a leader, yeah. uh, you know, maybe take a chance. Uh, is, is there one of those C's that you're okay with being a little bit below par? Yeah, I think competency can be learned. I think people can get better and, 
you know, hone their craft. So I think, you know, obviously if, if you're looking for a five-star, uh, leader, um, you know, but there may be only a two or a three, um, but yet you feel like they've got the chemistry and they've got the character where they can, they can learn then, then definitely the competency can be brought along. Um, you know, and, and chemistry I think can also be learned. You know, we we're a team, I think we're a great team here at VLC, but we, that doesn't mean that we don't have our bumps along the road. That's and right. that there are times that chemistry gets a little rocked. And so you just have to learn how to, to navigate the different personalities. Um, but I would say character is the non-negotiable, That's you good. know, if somebody, if somebody is not, um, living the way they need to live, uh, then man, that that's going to be a, a, a tough thing to, to overcome. That's right. That's good stuff, man. So how do you guys show appreciation to your volunteer teams? Well, we, once a year, uh, we do it in November. We do it kind of the end of the calendar year. We have a huge celebration for all of our volunteers. We call it volunteer appreciation night. And we just throw a big party. We, Mm. we have a lot of fun. We play games, we do food. Um, and then I just get up and share at the end and, and just, you know, do some more vision casting and just thank them for, uh, the way they invest their time and their energy. And we just really, um, remind them that we could not do what we do as a church without them that as much as our paid pastors and directors are rock stars and and i think they're the best of the best we still could not do the quality of ministry without the the amazing team of volunteers that we have that's right that's so good man so just recently, uh, man, you had a situation that <laughs> really put your volunteers, your staff, your team to the test. Tell us what happened there and how your team really jumped into action and responded in seconds. Yeah, man, just this past uh, Sunday, uh, what was that, January 19th, um, I had one of those nightmare situations. I think every pastor um, gets nervous about, um, we have two services here at VLC and I preached the nine o'clock service and came off the platform. And within about 10 minutes, I started experiencing, um, extreme pain and discomfort in my lower back. And I thought I had maybe pulled a muscle or something crazy like that. You know, we Pentecostal preachers get a little (laughs) crazy sometimes, but, uh, I, I began to experience this pain and, and I immediately, uh, suspected that I was having a kidney stone attack. And Mm. so, um, I, uh, let my wife know, and then she alerted our executive pastor who also oversees our, our medical and security teams. And man, they sprang into action. They came and, um, swarmed around me and, and checked my blood pressure and my blood sugar levels and all those things. And they just did an amazing job of jumping in, but then not only did they help me, but, um, our worship team made some adjustments and then our media team, um, thankfully we have, uh, some pretty awesome technology and they had recorded not only audio, but video recorded wow. my sermon from the nine o'clock service. And within a matter of 15 minutes, Sean, they were able to turn that around and Man. they were able to show the video of my nine o'clock service in the 1115 service as, as I'd been taken to the ER. So, um, and just an amazing, uh, 
show of, of unity and, yeah. and professionalism from not only our paid staff, but our volunteers. Um, I got such good feedback from people saying, man, it was like you were on the stage. We didn't wow. miss a beat. Um, so we just praise God for that. That's amazing, man. I'm, I'm hearing you say security team, medical team, media team, worship team, volunteers. Yeah. I mean, everybody came uh, at the yep. right place, the right time. And and who knew, man, that volunteer training could save your life, right? I mean, it's unreal. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. that's so Absolutely. great, man. So, you know, I hear all these teams and maybe somebody's listening and, you know, they're like, hey, we're a church plant. You know, we don't have all of these teams in place yet. Or maybe we're a small church and and and, and we're looking for these volunteers to lead these kind of ministries what would you say to a smaller church in the beginning processes of forming these teams or a church plant who has a blank slate and, and can begin this formation? Well, I would, first of all, just encourage uh, whoever's listening that, you know, don't despise humble or small beginnings. Yes. You know, if, if, if you even got one person in your church, that's, that's a nurse or, a doctor or, you know, they, they play one on TV, um, just, you know, um, start there and, and find folks that, and I would say, you know, the thing that I think is, is, is helpful with that is, is people really do want to serve in the areas that they're gifted and passionate about. Yes, that's right. If, if, if they're in the medical world and they love that and they want to be used in that, and they can't stand teenagers. Don't don't force them to be a youth leader. That's you know, right. just it's common sense. I mean, <laughs> yeah, put put them where they love to be and what they're passionate about. But then I think you do need to find you, you need to figure out okay who can be the leader, but but who's not. Mm-hmm. And and don't don't put someone in that position where they've got to lead a team and they're not ready to do it yet. It, so it may be it may be a situation where. You know, if, if, if you're the only paid pastor on that staff, you may have to be the one that administrates these teams, at least temporarily, until you can find that leader that can that can raise up and 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 take the reins of, of scheduling and yeah. meeting with people and sharing your your vision. Um, you know, that's, that's what you got to look for. That's such great advice, Pastor Josh. I love, I love what you said. It's almost just like, sometimes we see people that are great in details and then we try to put them over people and that doesn't right. work all the time, man. And so right. know right. your people. I love that. Yep. So good. Yeah. What are some mistakes that you've seen most leaders make when, when leading a team or maybe even some mistakes that you've made leading up to this point? Well, um, that's a good one. I, I think just trying to think back over my experience, you know, I definitely, um, I think sometimes we, we try to give people too much responsibility yeah. when they're not ready for it yet. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I think of a, we, we hired a young leader one time to be our worship leader and, um, he, he was not quite ready yet for the responsibility. He had the yeah. talent. He was, he was a good singer. He was a great guitarist, but he was not yet ready to lead people. He struggled in his temperament. And, um, I, I wanted to just, you know, I was busy. And so I needed to just delegate some things to him and, and, and kind of let him run with it. But he, he made some mistakes along the way and stumbled and, and we had to go in and, and, 
you know, do some cleanup and, yeah. and, uh, you know, help with that. And, and so that's tough. I mean, it's, it's difficult when you're busy and you, you desperately, you know, good leaders delegate, but if you delegate too soon or if you give someone a responsibility, they're not ready for yet, it can really come back to bite you. And so I think yeah. looking back on that, I probably needed to spend more time with him and develop his, his, uh, people skills. Yeah. Uh, before I gave him free reign to, to run with the team. Cause we had to do some damage control, mm. but, uh, you know, we survived it and, yeah. and, uh, and he's better for it today too. And so That's right. we're thankful for that. It's a great insight, man. It does take time to build great leaders and, uh, yeah. man, you've done that. You've done a lot of investing into people's lives. So you mentioned yeah. earlier about the three C's and, and kind of recover that or re- recap that as is character, chemistry, and competency. What are right. some other qualities that you look for in a volunteer? Well, I think just, it, it might sound overly simplistic, but just a willingness to serve, you know, some of the people that, that we champion the most here at VLC are people who just say, Hey, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do, yeah. you know? And, um, I think looking for that and, but that also comes, that has to be modeled. You know, we, Sarah Jane and I really do our very best to to model to people and to continue to preach from the pulpit. What is the heart of a servant? What does that look yes, like? What does so it good. mean to to give of yourself? And that's really one of the measures of a of a true disciple and follower of Jesus is that we're willing to to just serve. And so I think just modeling that from the pulpit, uh, but but teaching that as well, and really infusing that into the DNA of your church that you are, you're, Hey, we're, we're a church that we, we look outside ourselves. We serve, we give of our time and our resources. Um, we're getting ready to do a huge thing here this, this spring where we're going to, uh, develop a relationship with a, with a low income neighborhood here in Fruta. And we're going to begin to do kind of an adopt a block thing once a month where we go in and just, serve this neighborhood with no strings attached just because we want to love our city. And, and, you know, it's been amazing, Sean, to see the response from our church of people who are so excited to do this because they realize this is who God's calling us to be. And so I think just developing that culture of service, um, that, that this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus is to get outside of ourselves and, and be the hands and feet of Christ. Love it, man. I love it. So here's a real practical question. A lot of times we hear this a lot and people ask, you know, how often should your volunteer teams meet? Does it depend on the ministry that they're serving? Is there a one size fits all or in your experience, just, you know, for what you guys do, how often do you try to get your volunteer teams to meet together? Yeah, I mean, Obviously, there, it, it, you hit it on the head. It depends on what the ministry is and what, what's the size and the scope. Um, I know that, like, for example, our, our children's pastor, uh, Rachel Pilcher, she, she has about a once a quarter um, all uh, kids ministry yeah. meeting where she gets, she tries to get every single volunteer in kids ministry to come out and meet. Um, we do a thing twice a year that that's called team night Mm. and we actually do it under the roof, um, where it's the entire volunteer base of our entire church. They show up on a Sunday night. 
we feed them, we cast vision, and then they they separate into their teams. Mm. Um, but then, like for example, our security team, they meet once a month for for specific training. Um, of course, Lyle Bernard, our worship pastor, he has our our worship team. Of course, they meet weekly for rehearsal. Yeah. But then he'll take advantage of those team nights where he'll cast vision and remind them of their why. You know, that, I think that's a big thing is reminding our teams why we do what we do. Um, you know, I think back to Nehemiah had to cast vision every 21 days mm. to the people of Israel that this is why we're rebuilding the wall. And I think you just have to ha- create that culture where you're reminding people, this is why we do what we do. This is who we are. And this is what it takes for us to get the job done. And I think that, that that's that's good. So I think you just have to know, like, for example, you know, a security team, they probably need to meet once a month. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe maybe you start out smaller than that, um, you know, or or maybe once a quarter is good enough to to cast that vision, um, and, and remind people, Hey, here's, here's some practical things you need to do. Here's some, uh, housekeeping that we need to do to make sure things are. And then I think further training, you know, we, we meet with our small group leaders, uh, once a quarter, we do a huddle and we just remind them, Hey, here's some protocol. Here's some things you guys need to follow. And then we celebrate, we celebrate wins. Uh, tell us what you're doing well, tell us what's working. Tell us what we need to revisit, what we can do to help you succeed. I love it, man. It sounds like you guys have intentionally, you looked at that calendar and said, hey, we're going to offer trainings at this time. And then it's an all church deal, but yet the ministries can use that night uh, as ways that they can pour into their leaders, train them up, get them right. Uh, I love that, man. I love the intentionality that that you do ministry with. It's really, really cool. So as we wrap this up, Pastor Josh, just... um, I want to ask you kind of a different style question here. Uh, if if you were to be talking to to the volunteers themselves as a senior pastor, as a lead pastor, maybe even talking to some uh, a younger staff pastors, what are some things that you wish that they knew about the lead pastor, or maybe some pieces of advice? that you can give a volunteer or a young staff pastor as they are serving the vision and mission of their lead pastor and local church? Yeah, that's a good question, Sean. I think, um, you know, I would say just have a heart to, to serve and get behind your lead pastor and, and support their vision. I think it's important to remember that, that lead pastors are going to, do things really, really well sometimes, yeah. but then they're also going to blow it. That's and right. I think being willing to extend grace and come alongside and support, um, and then just have a heart to say, pastor, what can we do to serve? You know, mm-hmm. I, I do remember I was a, I was a staff pastor for the first, you know, uh, one, well, 17 years of my ministry life. Yeah. And I, I, uh, there were times that I had to really check my own attitude and check my spirit, you know, because it's, it's really easy when you're sitting on that front row, listening to your pastor preach, it's easy to start letting the enemy put thoughts in your mind of, well, I would do it this way, or I would do it. I would do it better. Mm. Um, if, if I was up there, I'd be doing it like this. And I think you have to really guard your heart from that and just make sure 
that you remember you're there to look, to hold up arms. That's right. You're there to, you're there to serve. And then God will honor, God will give mm. recognition. God will, will really bring, um, that, you know, that, that specific time and place when maybe you step into that lead role. And I think for volunteers, again, it's just saying, how can we come alongside our pastor and our leaders to, to help God, uh, fulfill the vision that he's given to our leaders. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's key. That's so good. Well, Josh, this has been amazing. It's been so good, man. I really appreciate your openness and, and your willingness to just share, uh, some experiences, some, some knowledge, uh, man, I really thank you for your time today. Absolutely. My pleasure and, and blessings to everybody who hears this, uh, podcast, praying God's uh, favor and God's blessing on you and your ministry. That's awesome, man. Well, the table podcast can be found at rmdc.org backslash the table podcast. We have tons of resources on there for you, for your local church, for your volunteers. Thanks for listening today. If we can help in any way, don't hesitate to reach out to us, our team. We're here to serve you, serve the local church and serve your vision. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com. 